0: Yeah, but in the dock where they have to talk candidly about their Sunday boss being from Saturn.
1: School, <laughs> <laughs> are we starting? Yeah. How did Without hit? you, <laughs> get I'm in here. Sunrock. <laughs> <laughs> here we go.
2: Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School, starring Penn Gillette. My name is Michael Do. Penn, Matt, Randy, Rich, and I are broadcasting from Show Creator Studios, South in Las Vegas. And on today's show, we'll talk about the passing of Stephen Sondheim. Maybe we'll get to Godot's adventures on the road. We have no idea what we'll actually talk about. But that doesn't mean we don't care about you. Here he is preaching love, Mr.
1: Pendulet. He didn't, he didn't even billboard Handsome Jack. Handsome Jack is going to be here as well. Handsome
2: Jack. Here he is preaching love still, Mr. Pendulet.
3: Wait, wait, I'm, I'm going to
1: be here? You're here. Yeah, you're here. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, Stephen Sondheim. Uh you know um I am not a uh, musical comedy fan. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't like musicals at all. Uh and um I went and saw Sweeney Todd mm-hmm. with the real people in sure, Len L- Len Caribou Caribou <laughs> uh, and uh Angela, Angela Lansbury Davis Angela Lansbury. Lansbury. <laughs> but, but a caribou and Angela Davis doing Sweeney Todd is another show you could see. <laughs> First of all, I'd go see anything with a caribou in it. <laughs> it is that time of year. <laughs> so, uh, so I saw that, and I did not like Sweeney Todd one bit. And I saw the real production that you were supposed to see. I saw it,
0: yeah. I and, did enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Didn't like it at all. Yeah. Didn't grab me. And uh, all that company and those things. the Sweeney Todd? Yeah, all that <laughs> stuff about, uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I do my version of Sweeney mm-hmm. Todd. Uh, there's people in these muffins. There's people in these muffins. <laughs> people in these muffins. People, 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 people in the muffins, 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 <laughs> muffins. People in the muffins. Hey, there's a carpenter in the muffins. Uh, that's what I used to do. Yeah. I I used to my version of Big River. Mm -hmm. Big river
0: It's it's a
1: really, really, really big river The river is deep and the river is wide It's a big, big river to the other side There's a boat on a raft in the river I never saw a big river But we would do at that time uh, The big river was on Broadway Um, uh, There's an existential fish in the river There's an existential fish in the river and he's quoting Camus when he's swimming right by you. There's an existential <laughs> f- in the river that was part of Big River. It's a really, really, really big rip. That was it. <laughs> and I would sing Big River backstage constantly. <laughs> and when I sang the existential fish line. Robbie Libby just could not stop laughing. <laughs> um, we used to do
2: Phantom of the Opera. Here comes the scary part.
1: <laughs> the scary part. Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw Phantom, of the, but Phantom of the Opera that whole different things. Yeah. Big yeah. River whole different thing. Uh, the Saw stuff, I really really know. It's incredibly witty it's incredibly well crafted his musical stuff is really surprising and i just don't like the subjects now sunny the, the, into the woods teller told me not to see because i would hate it uh mm-hmm. sure. yeah uh-huh and i didn't see sunny in the park with george and i think that maybe there's a chance if i were in the right mood i would like it because teller always talks about making the hat and shit I just kind of go, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like that. <laughs> There's also somebody. You're
2: always wrong about art.
1: Yeah. I just want to point out, everything you say you hate, you love. That's right. <laughs> it's it's a true. an ongoing battle. Always an ongoing battle. But um, so, Stephen Sondheim uh, came to see Ben and Teller off Broadway. And he was um, really, really effusive and really pleasant. And took us out to dinner and loved him, just loved him. And uh, I had seen Sweeney Todd, but had nothing to say about it to Stephen Sondheim. And uh, so, he he would take us out to dinner periodically, came to our show on Broadway, was very supportive, and I really, really liked him. Um, And then, off-Broadway in the early 90s, they did Assassins. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see it off-Broadway. I saw a staged reading of Assassins which was right before uh, the first Iraq war, right? right? Right there, right before it. And that kind of killed it because it wasn't the right mood for the for the country. But I saw a stage reading of it um, with about, you know, 50 people. And Assassins was, and still is, one of the greatest things I'd ever seen. It destroyed me. I mean, it killed me. Killed me. And, uh... I mean right up there with, you know, um flicks, you know, the uh the yeah, flick
3: yeah. the flick. The flick. The flick. Uh
1: <laughs> yeah. the uh, I about Bugs Life,
3: because I think his name yeah. is Flick in Blood yeah. Life. <laughs> 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 I
2: love
1: Bugs Life, yeah, you you're yeah. right. No, shut up. Um, <laughs> the, the Annie Baker play. <laughs> the Annie Baker play. But uh by the way, we're gonna take a whole separate thing here. It'll tie all together in the end, because it's all planned out. Paul Paul McCartney stuff. <laughs> um uh there is a, uh, uh, a YouTube video, which you can find pretty easily, of uh, Bob Dylan's Back on the Road. And Bob Dylan played the Beacon in, uh, in New York. And there is a, just a clip from it you can find really quickly where Bob is singing, uh, I think it's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make my own version of you. Very serious song from the new Rowdy album. And uh, he's singing along. And somebody yells something and Bob goes, shut up. in the middle of the song shut up it is so great that's not the best part he's then introducing the band right this is so good introducing the band and someone yells out a song they want him to do and Bob goes this is not Springsteen on Broadway (laughs) you came to the wrong show you thought you were seeing Springsteen on Broadway no you're not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so but so i went and saw assassins and i i just can't say enough good about it as a matter of fact i was so in love with assassins that when um um neil patrick harris he was still doing doogie hauser mm-hmm. and he was a big fan and he came to movie night one night and then Uh, we went back, he wanted to hear some stuff that I listened to. Play me some music you like. And I played him a lot of Velvet Underground and I played him Assassins. And I said, this is uh, the greatest musical ever. Now, at that time, Neil Patrick Harris would have been, I mean, we can figure this out, but probably 15 maybe? Yeah, 16, yeah. Uh, And um, that's it. I play Assassins for him. And then there's Assassins on Broadway. And it's starring Neil Patrick Harris as Lee Harvey Oswald, right? So I'm very excited about this. And I'd been in touch with Neil Patrick Harris, but not often, you know, once a year in email or Mm -hmm. something, but I wasn't really in touch with him. I just went to the show, right? And I opened the playbill and there it says, Neil Patrick Harris's bio says, Penn played me (laughs) assassins (laughs) when I was 15 and that's why I wanted to do this show. And I was just, I was really, really choked up. And it was an incredible, incredible production where they did something that just destroyed me, is they had Neil Patrick Harris as Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, trying to change his image from (laughs) Dookie Oswald.
2: Yeah, he's got a good agent. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Wearing that white t-shirt. We always picture um, Lee Harvey Oswald in a white t-shirt. And at one point, he stands on stage and freezes, and they project the Zapruder film onto his chest for the Kennedy assassination with a white t-shirt. One of the greatest moments in theater I've ever seen. And Neil was so good. So good. in it killed me. So, I go to see Assassins, the stage reading. I do not see uh, Sondheim there. Maybe it was a step up from a stage reading. Maybe it was like a short run experimental or something. I don't know. But it's just, it was upstairs. Whenever you see theater that's upstairs. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, <laughs> When you walk upstairs to see theater, you're seeing something experimental. Yeah. Because the, the non experimental theater, you don't walk upstairs. No, it's, it's That's right, the right, right there on yeah, the ground floor. Right. Always, there. yeah. So, um, so I, um, I say, This is great. I'm very excited because now I can talk to Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> I've been out with him twice for dinner, and he's been very effusive about my stuff, and I have been reticent about talking about his stuff. So finally, I. I didn't mention West Side Story. Didn't mention of the of the Way of the Forum. I don't like them. <laughs> I didn't mention uh, Sweeney Todd. Didn't like it. Uh, so this will be wonderful. This will be great. Company. It's that middle-aged stuff, you know, like New York people talking about, like, how they feel about getting laid in fast. It's, it bothers me. I don't like it. Mm. But Assassins, I oh, loved it. So I call up Stephen Sotnay. Hi, Stephen. Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to tell you, I saw uh, saw Assassins. Oh, did you? Yeah, did you like it? Oh, man, did I love it. Then I go on complimenting Stephen Sondheim for an endless amount of time. I mean, there isn't even a, a break for him to go, thank you. I just effuse about how wonderful Assassins is. And I finish, and Stephen Sondheim says, You know, Penn, I've... I've written some other stuff that's not bad, too. (laughs) And I realize I am 100% busted. (laughs) And he says, I mean, thank you. Thank you. But is really that's all? And I said, well, you know, a lot of that stuff isn't really to my taste. He said, Pacific Overtures, if you listen to that. He said, you might actually like that, too. That's good, too. (laughs) <laughs> so the whole thing ends up being really awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> so years later, uh, like I mean, not too long ago, maybe eight, nine years ago, maybe longer, uh, people just get uglier and I have no sense of time. Stephen Sondheim comes out to Vegas. Huh. He sees the Penn and Teller show. We go afterwards to that place that had the $40 meatball, Yeah, okay. an upstairs
3: restaurant. the Rio. <laughs> What was it called? Some guy with tattoos. Well, it, so was was a, a, it, it was upstairs. so It was an experimental restaurant.
1: <laughs> but it was like Mariotti's or something. Yeah. Some name like that.
0: Yeah.
1: He had really expensive meatballs. we go there with Stephen Sondheim, right? Buy him a meatball. And <laughs> <laughs> Ed, uh, Stephen Sondheim, Teller, and I talking. And um, I say, I finally kind of fess up. I kind of tell him the story. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I recount the story that he also shared. Uh, he yeah. said, yeah, I, said, I just don't like musical comedy. The way people sing is, just sounds so phony to me. I just don't like it. It grates on me. And uh, he said, who do you like? I said, Bob Dylan. He said, well, talk about phony singing.
0: <laughs>
1: I go, well, you, you do have a point.
0: <laughs> so so we, we
1: make a deal. That I'm going to teach Sondheim about Bob Dylan, and he's going to teach me about musical comedy. Wow. So there starts email exchanges where he goes, listen to this. Uh, There was a a, a musical about a a guy, uh, Ace in a Hole, uh, the guy stuck in a mine. Oh, yes. What was that called? Yeah, Mr. Musical Comedy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there you are. What well, is a... While Jack thinks of it, I'll just say that this would have put Springsteen and Obama's podcast to shame. <laughs> 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 you and Sonata going back and forth about Dylan and musicals would have right. been quite a pot. So he writes me a whole thing about why this is
1: a great musical. Yeah, And I listen to it and I write back what I like, what I didn't like. He writes back. And then I say to him, now we're going to listen to Blonde on Blonde. <laughs> and I talk about the imagery and that stuff, and he writes back what he doesn't like, and then he's saying to me, what bothers me is that the singing is so mannered. It's so fake. It's not like really addressing. Then he sends me a musical, and I write back, what bothers me about this is the singing is so mannered. It's just, it's just, a, <laughs> um, and it's just like we, it's just a different form that we are both so locked into, we can't, it's like fish seeing water. I yeah. can't hear that Dylan sounds phony, and he can't hear that musical singers sound phony. You know. Yeah. So we went back and forth. Like I listened to, I guess, three or four musicals. None by Sondheim, by the way. He recommended <laughs> all other stuff. Cleverly.
3: <laughs> uh, but it's a guy buried in a mine. It's basically, I, I, know, I know the story you're talking yeah, about. And it's all done in Appalachia-style music. Yeah, I think it's got a one-word title. I can And it's really
1: it. good. It's really good. Uh, it's really nice. And I really liked it. And he also, he thought the Dylan stuff was good. We went back and forth. And of course, um, my father in law and my wife and uh, my mother in law are all crazy for Sondheim. So the fact that I was writing him emails talking about Dylan drives them crazy. <laughs> Why would you talk about how great he is instead? We were talking about Dylan, you know. So it's, uh, uh, I liked Stephen Sondheim.
0: Floyd Collins?
3: Yes. Yes.
0: Floyd Collins. Okay, Floyd Collins, which is ran for twenty five performances. So you really, you really caught it.
1: <laughs> I didn't see it.
0: Oh, I <laughs> heard, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes so it only
2: ran for twenty five performances, and he sent it as an example of a of a great musical. Yeah.
3: Wow. That that's really it's great. Great cool. and long running are not equivalent. No,
2: I,
0: I, that's a, that's easy, an interesting thing to
3: mention. Easy, Jack. Jack, <laughs> yeah, we get it. <laughs>
1: Have you been in shows that weren't long-running, Jack?
0: <laughs> I just wonder if you have a, a dog at this <laughs> point.
1: He was in Floyd Collins, turns out. <laughs> so uh, I, will miss, I will miss Stevenson. I,
3: I was at, at Piff show last night, and I was backstage, and the stage manager came back and said, we've got 300 people tonight. And Piff goes, how many they were last night? 400? And she goes, yeah. And I said, sounds like you're uh, losing your edge there, Piff. And he goes, when you sell tickets, you can have an opinion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. That was, that was a mutual friend of ours who would critique my Tonight Show appearances. <laughs> exactly. You look at
0: the
2: cast to see if Jack is on it. <laughs> and and Teller tell would
1: always say, what you should say when they critique our, our Tonight Show appearances is, I'd love to critique yours too, but you haven't had any. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, Stephen Sondheim, and I'm going to find out, of course, that uh,
3: I never did listen to Pacific Overtures. Would I really You would it? not like it. I would not. You would not like it. Stephen Sondheim is not right about that. I believe he is incorrect if he uh, believed you Why would like do it. I like assassins so much more than anything else he did? Because it's about shooting people in the head, maybe?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Neil looks good in a white shirt. Yeah.
1: Neil does look good in a white shirt. No doubt about that. Boy, I, I even saw a local production of assassins. A local production of assassins. And you're supposed to see local productions of things, and they're really sucky, right? Yeah. And these guys, I mean, they did a good job. But it wasn't, you know, they were, it was a local production. They did a wonderful job,
3: but man, it's a good show. Yeah, but, th- yeah. but there has never been a local production of anything in history where at least one audience member afterwards didn't say, I saw this on Broadway and you were just as good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say that. But, but somebody did. Yeah, someone did, yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> is it that like, of course these people wouldn't sing. So then the thing's not such a weird departure, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I also, well, you know,
1: the, it is It is a It is a single high concept intellectual idea. Sure. What if you did the point of view of the American musical, and I know Sondheim breaks out of this all the time, but the point of view is usually pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. That's a really important part of it, right? We can do this. We can accomplish it. It is unlikely, but we're going to make it. And the idea of taking that musical form, that that artistic form of the, uh, of the uh, musical Mm -hmm. and saying to assassins of presidents, you can pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, using that, you know, I remember once I was on the radio with Tony Fitzpatrick in Chicago and he was on with another writer and, um, and, uh, they were giving advice to people who called in, and a person called in, and the, and the author, who was a very successful author, said, a um, guy wrote, called and said, um, I'm, I'm trying to write books, and I've turned a lot of them in, and I, they've been turned down, and I, I just, I just, I said, just don't give up. No matter what, just don't give up. Keep working. Keep trying. Keep making it. And I said, unless you suck. and i believe that that's what i love so much about assassins Mm -hmm. yes keep going towards your goal right unless your goal is killing a president yeah in which case maybe be more lazy (laughs) (laughs) maybe go more john lennon be less paul McCartney. (laughs) uh if that's your if your goal is wrong don't do it and it's just so (laughs) touching and i wanted i actually when i heard they were doing the broadway show of, uh, of, uh, assassins, I asked if I could, um, if I could audition, I asked Sondheim if I could audition for the, uh, the Carney talker, huh. the guy who says, come on and kill a president. Yeah. Cause I said, I, I, I certainly don't sing well, but I might sing well enough to do that. And I think I would be, I, I could do that part. And Sondheim said, I'd love to see you in it and talked to the director and they seemed interested and then there was no way to work out the schedule. Yeah. And I'm not, let me me make this very, very clear. They had a lot of time to say Uh no. You know what I mean? I want to make, I I do, I am aware of that. Okay. I am aware of that. But I mean, I would have loved to have at least auditioned for it. Yeah. That would have been a wonderful Uh experience. Uh, And I don't think it's likely I would have gotten it. But I couldn't do it anyway, so God is kind. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's my point. I didn't have to be rejected on it because God is kind,
3: right? Well, Sondheim also did something else significant that allowed me to uh, bond with your wife this morning while we ignored you, mm-hmm. and that is I got her hooked on cryptic crosswords some years back, and she yeah. loves those crosswords. I know she does. I, she's working on puzzles all the time. And the <laughs> Sondheim connection is the very first person to publish cryptic crosswords in the United States because it's a British form with Stephen Sondheim. Mm-hmm. And his book is very valuable. It goes for like $1,500 if you can find a copy of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Filled Co- out with all the f- <laughs> things filled out? Yeah. Yeah.
3: It saves a lot of time that
0: way. <laughs> filled out by Stephen Sondheim even more expensive.
1: <laughs> and that's amazing that, uh, you know, people who do puzzles have time to do other things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Are you talking about me, your wife, or Sondheim? Sondheim. Okay. <laughs> you know I got the time. <laughs> we know he's not selling
1: tickets. <laughs> <laughs> when you sell tickets, you can comment. The, the wisdom of Piff. So, uh, Matt Donnelly. Matt yes, Donnelly. You got some shows coming up you should talk I about. I do,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to be at the Match Castle. December 6th through the 12th. That's exciting. It is exciting. That's it a is fun exciting. fun gig.
2: You're going to love that.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited. I should also note that I'm going to be at the Chicago Magic Lounge 16th through the 19th. In Chicago, December 16th through December 19th. And they gave me the gig first. I just want to point that out. That's another big, Chica- uh, big Magic venue. And because of listening to this show, they offered uh, me a spot there uh, before the pandemic. This is a make good on before the pandemic. And so I want to make sure people know that I'm also playing Chicago there as well. They've done a great job.
1: Now do they is they I, I went I went there. Yes. To that that place. Yeah. And I don't remember is it a separate ticketed
0: item or do you just go there for the night or how I believe it? you just go there for the night and you can float around the uh, the space like In what uh, room were you playing? I'll be playing their their main stage as one of three magicians in their oh, main yeah. lineup.
1: That's a nice uh, that's a, that's a nice place. Yeah, it, it needs
0: more juggling, in my opinion, but <laughs> it has the ceilings for it.
1: Yeah, there you go. You doing clo- <laughs> you doing close up too? No, because a lot of people do the walk around. There's different people there, Jack.
3: Yes, they have the the main stage where Matt will be playing. They've also got a close up parlor parlory room. Yeah, I, I saw that, and they also have people doing walk around in the audience before the show. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool spot and it's hidden behind a laundromat and it's it's a it's a
0: neat little little venue there yeah I mean, it's a sneaky entrance right yeah, yeah 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 it's really cool i didn't get to experience that cause they brought me in the back door oh yeah yeah they it's stopped. a really yeah. sneaky entrance the actual <laughs> sneaky entrance <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 but yeah i'm excited that's the thing it's like I, I was it was a goal of mine to play both those venues in ellis and it lined up and i'm playing them both in the same month it's pretty, pretty almost great. one to the other right yeah 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 i make one little stop in indiana J.B. magic stop and theater on the way to chicago you actually have a magic career now don't you i i it looks it looks like it's going that way yeah mm-hmm. I, I have a blast i did um i did a couple shows in maryland Elkton, maryland and it was the first time that my hour was as strong as my 20 minute set and i did like a a, a really fun show so much so that i had i had a lingerer shaking hands and taking pictures is my first time having a a, a true lingerer, uh, waiting for me at the end of the applause, uh, the, the thank you line or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he, he revealed to me that he, I saw him writing down things on a piece of paper throughout my show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he revealed to me that he was, uh, writing down predictions of all of my tricks and that he was very close to choosing some of the outcomes,
3: uh, on this piece of paper. As in guessing what the trick
0: is? Yeah, guessing what the, what the if the card was going to be a card or a word or whatever, he was guessing these things.
1: <laughs> he was trying to do without trickery what you were doing with trickery? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Was he a nut? hmm <laughs> 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 He was? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't know if he was sober. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't or, think he was drunk. And is, you, is you that, also don't know
3: if he was psychic. Uh, right. Well,
0: so then he asked, he's like, listen, uh, I'm really into this. I said, oh, that's good. Uh, I, I want to be your apprentice. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, boy. Uh, I've only been doing magic for four years, so I should be apprenticing no one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was like, no, he was like, oh, good with your polite talk there. But no, I mean it. <laughs> let's do this. And I said, uh, um, uh, so you wrote down these things a piece of paper, right? And you were close, you said? I go, yeah, I go, everything up there ends exactly the way I thought. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
1: wouldn't have thought of that argument. I would not have thought
0: of that argument. That argument is brilliant.
1: <laughs>
0: I said, and if it came close, we wouldn't be they wouldn't be good. <laughs> and I said, yeah, when you can get an exact call me back. <laughs> I said, uh, sounds like you want to apprentice because you almost think magic is real, and what I'm doing up there is not. <laughs> so I'm definitely not the guy to apprentice you for that. And he still insisted that he knew stuff. I said I could recommend books. He says he knows all about books. <laughs> I know all about them book things. I, like, no. I said uh you know but then he got me good he goes did you learn everything from books and i go well no i had i had a very unfair advantage of having an amazing people to teach me stuff he's like that's what i want you to do to me i was like i, I don't uh I, here i've danced around long enough no <laughs> let me give you teller's address <laughs> <laughs> he tell telling his phone number. He loves people having his personal information. Yeah. Here's his address. Go to his house. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be better if you showed up without letting him know. And when I finally said, let's not, let's not dance around this anymore. No, no. I don't want an apprentice. No, you can't be my apprentice. He was crushed. Oh, devastated. <laughs> really hurt. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I could have handled this. And the guy ran the theater. Was like, should I have kicked him out? That's like, no, 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 no. I don't want any of that. But uh, no, I just, this is just not, not the time. You know uh, what's cool about being a juggler? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down five clubs. On paper. Exactly. <laughs> I wrote down back crosses. <laughs> I wrote down two drops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a little bit too close to home. Oh, sorry. That got deep, that got deep. yeah Um, the answer to jugglers is always the same yeah you know just uh just uh practice a lot yeah yeah go home yeah go
0: home not (laughs) needed for magic
3: fortunately Mm -hmm. yeah that's the good news
0: (laughs) but no yeah this is i'm in i'm put together a little tour that snowballed into more stops than i thought and it keeps going and i'm I'm enjoying it yeah good there you go
1: there you go I had a guy uh, get in touch with me through Cameo, mm-hmm. you know, I do the Cameo things, Yeah. and actually booked a Cameo to say he was an improv guy with a lot of experience in improv and was moving into magic. Ah. And what advice could I give him? And I talked a lot about uh, how Matt Donnelly, how interesting it a is. Number. for
0: him your number. could see you I after him, a show. Sent, sent, sent him to Maryland. <laughs> he put on his trench coat, <laughs> said, I'll stop shaving. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, and he'll be happy to apprentice you <laughs> <laughs> Well, simple.
0: you know I mean, the, the, the advantage he'll have is that if a trick doesn't work And you go, alright, moving on <laughs> That's apparently a big thing improv, improv people are very used to doing And magicians are not used to doing Yeah, <laughs> Like, that didn't work Here's the next thing
1: yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> try <Tried laughs> something else no, no problem, moving on Cometeer, you know about Cometeer? Cometeer You guys tried it yet? I've not. Wicked good, wicked good. Cometeer is the most delicious coffee that's brewed better through science. I got to tell you, I love this. It's frozen pre-brewed coffee in pocket-sized recyclable capsules that you melt to make no equipment needed. With Cometeer, you're always just a minute away from barista-quality coffee and lattes. It's really, really good. You know, that's I was fair. a little bit skeptical of it. But you, you. first of all, it stays in your freezer. They have really good decaf. It's so easy to make. You don't need any equipment. Nothing. No equipment. You just take it into the cup. That's not the slow, that's not the sound they wanted to make. But it,
0: <laughs> that's your sound.
1: <laughs> into the cup. You don't need equipment lessons. to make that noise. No. You put boiling water on top of it. You know, I, I you drink <laughs> it black. <laughs> and uh, uh, you don't need cream or sugar. It's so tasty. They have like they had like three different flavors of of, of decaf. Wow. Nice. And it was really, really nice. Uh, I have my morning cup of coffee in a minute. No cleanup or time wasted on trying to, to achieve a quality cup of coffee. Best coffee. It's just, it's just really, really good. And it feels so, uh, I don't know. It's kind of fun. You run a little bit on the outside of hot water. So mm-hmm. it just goes <laughs> perfectly. And for iced coffee, <laughs> it's just fabulous. Greatest thing in the world for iced coffee. It's just yeah. really, really good. can't wait to try it. Uh, Commandeer has discovered a new way to brew coffee. After the brew process, the coffee is flash frozen to lock in all the aromas and freshness. Oh, that's sure true. You melt to make. Just add the frozen coffee to a cup of hot water. uh, Or for iced coffee, just pour the melted coffee into water with ice. Yes, it's iced coffee in 10 seconds flat, and lattes are just as easy. Not only are they uh, first-fast, high-quality, delicious coffee, but also the first fully recyclable capsule. Cometeer arrives each month to my home and features the best regional specialty roasters with enough capsules for 32 cups. It's a kind of delicious variety I've always wanted. I just loved it. So uh, check it out. I think you're a nice coffee guy, right? I am. Yeah, yeah. That sounds perfect. It's really, really good. I was skeptical about it at first, but it's a, it's a great brewed coffee that you melt to make. Truly one of the best. We've got a special office just for our listeners for a limited time you can get twenty dollars off your first order wow ten free cups and shipping is always free but only when you visit cometeer dot com slash pen that's c o m e t e e r dot com slash p e n n i'll tell you it's really 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 good it's uh it's it's fabulous coffee and you know coffee um The decaf coffee is always like the not good coffee. You know, they don't ever make
0: decaf really good. People take pride in a good decaf. Yeah.
1: And I, uh, when you smell the coffee, you know, uh, it's just real coffee has that really great robust smell with all those different Mm -hmm. kinds of things in it, Mm -hmm. uh, different flavors. And um, this really had that. I just made my cup of coffee and smelled it for a little while and had it was really it's a good thing. I I, I like these guys.
3: Coffee like is the most guys. important meal of the day. It is. It that's is. true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: very very good. So uh, that was your uh, that was your Maryland event. How big a place
0: is this in Maryland? This is uh, about 100 seats. Oh, that's but, but I sold them both out, so I feel good about that. So they book you back for another year? I believe they will have me back. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah great. yeah. It's very. I have this funny thing. It's like when people are coming to see me now, and it's exciting mm-hmm. uh, that I'm actually doing a thing that people want to pay tickets to go see I mm-hmm. think it's exciting um, I have this feeling of like, but I'm not even doing what I'm gonna do yet uh-huh. <laughs> like I'm like I'm still trying to learn a lot and figure stuff out and still trying to like invent stuff you know and there's this feeling like I'm not even doing the magic that I'm want to be doing yet. Where do you see me when I'm good? <laughs> that's, that's if right. you like this <laughs> I was like you're coming already you know <laughs> that's, that's the feeling of it I mean I, I feel like I put on a, a good show I'm not. Trying to disparage that, but I (laughs) I, am—I am like, oh, I'm not even in my head artistically. I'm like, I'm not even doing what I'm going to be doing yet.
2: Well, you know what's funny to me—that's similar to that. You're you're, just—you're—you're faster than me. I am always my show from two years ago sucked. Oh yeah, yeah, a hundred percent of the time, if I look at a a video of my show two years ago, oh, that was awful. Good thing it's good now. (laughs) two years same yeah i know yeah yeah
0: yeah, so now i say that to
2: heckler somebody's heckler i go you're just time traveling sir because in two years i will agree with whatever you think (laughs) that's a great line actually (laughs) in two years i'm gonna hate this show just like you do now
0: (laughs)
1: yeah always do what bob dylan does shut up (laughs) (laughs) that is what i do shut up (laughs) it's a good laugh My uh, my comeback. You just do just shut up, I right? say
2: shut up all the time,
1: <laughs> <laughs> being the quality act that I am. I I, I my favorite comeback to a heckler, which I've used several times and really enjoy, is I do not agree with you said, but I will fight for the death for your right to say it. <laughs> and I just said that wrong, but you know what I meant. Yes, I will yes, fight man. to the death for your right to say it which i think is a pretty good comeback that's a great <laughs> comeback that's
0: a great comeback and really good for you that's it that's yeah it's kind of it's kind of a pen kind yeah, of yeah it's of. a pen it's a good pen one i don't think that goes well if if my noodler says it i don't think that. you
2: can try shut up i don't think you shut up would work for me either i shut up
0: i feel like neither of those would work for me at all
3: um <laughs> You got to be really stupid to say shut up. I think I'm and right I qualify the... for that. Are, are, Godot, are you upset that Dylan stole your? Pet? Yeah, Dylan stole my bit. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him to shut up.
1: But you could shut say, up, "This is not Springsteen on Broadway." This is not. Yeah, I won't say that. <laughs> it's the wrong show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just love that Dylan thinks <laughs> that the phrase "Springsteen on Broadway" is just funny. Yes, And then yeah, It yeah, just yeah. makes him laugh on its own because there's no joke in that.
0: No. And he's giggling during it, you know? And it's, there are very few rock stars who dream of playing Broadway. Right. There are not a lot of, like, musicians who are like, yeah, my own well, Broadway show. I don't know. They probably do. Oh, okay. I
1: mean, if, if the guy from Green Day yeah, wanted a Broadway show, yeah. is he
3: like you? Well, that, that's why you two did the Spider-Man musical. Yeah. Because Elton John had won a, to- a Tony Award. You know, and they're like, We gotta do a Broadway musical and and thus. Yeah, well you've Spider-Man. had who's
1: done Broadway musicals that are rock stars? Uh Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Uh you two
0: Billy Joel Paul Simon. Billy Bob Joel, Dillon. Paul Simon, Bob Dylan. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, and you two did Spider Man and nothing went wrong. And then <laughs> and <that.
3: laughs>
0: Is are there songs any good in Spider Man? Oh no, it's terrible. No. <laughs> I wish we had something we could pull up. There was a, a rumor forever that it was coming here. That's Really? Yeah, after all the disaster it was in Broadway, they kept being
3: like, and they're going to bring it here. And I
0: was like, I don't know why that should be exciting news <laughs> the, the, to
3: anyone. The interesting thing about that, it is simultaneously the biggest bomb in Broadway history and also one of the most successful shows in Broadway history because it ran for a year and a half and lost every penny of its investment because it was such an expensive show to produce. The, the the weekly costs were so high they didn't make any money back after a year and a half so it's like oh we're sold out we're still drowning in and debt. they so- they sold out everything they they didn't sell out but they ran that long yeah no and the director of it is really good right she's uh, the woman who directed uh, a Lion King and don't people love that yeah. yeah yes Julie Taymor is her name yeah and there's a fa- for those interested there's a fantastic book about it about the making of the musical which is really well written and very balanced and it's just fascinating it's the the making of a disaster and it's a great read what's it called something like the the uh, spider-man chronicles or something i don't know (laughs) it just look up a book about making a (laughs) spider-man musical you'll find it's written by glenn berger b-e-r-g-e-r glenn berger it's really a great book I usually sometimes
1: have the title, but not
2: the author.
3: Song of
1: Spider-Man.
3: There you go.
0: (laughs) I want to hear it. What's crazy is that the book was one of the most expensive ever produced. (laughs) (laughs) And even though it sold all these copies, never made a penny. (laughs) Three people fell while trying to carry the book
2: (laughs) (laughs) to the shelves.
1: (laughs) You know, um, our friend Rich Nathanson saw... Spider Man. Of Broadway. course he did. So, so
3: did. so did I. You did. You saw it. Yeah. A, yeah. Did, did everything work the night you saw it? As far as I can tell, but it was it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was, on every level. the uh, The script was bad. Have you seen some of bad. our local talent? <laughs> I have not seen the 6,000-man juggling extravaganza.
1: <laughs> and the conga line by people who don't know what conga <laughs> means. <laughs>
2: Song of Spider-Man is used on Walmart.com for $5.90. <laughs> it's,
3: so it's killing. It's, it's killing. It. It's killing. Did the soundtrack come out to it? I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, it must have. It It had to have.
2: Wow. I can't wait to hear that now that we... We should stop the show now and just listen to it and then come back. You'd probably love it. <laughs> I right? probably would, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Are they doing Annie live? Aren't you excited?
2: Yeah, of course I'm excited about that. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, but
3: Andrea McArdle just dropped out. What? Andrea McArdle, was scheduled to play um, Mrs. Roosevelt. Um, I can't think of... What was her first name? Uh, Franklin. Frank, yeah, Franklin's wife. Eleanor. <laughs> Eleanor. She was uh, playing Eleanor Roosevelt, and her father... Ha- is uh, in the hospital And so she's had to drop out To take care of her father Which is who's, Well that's a good reason uh, and
1: The Annie was like a, a national search right I believe so But Annie And who's playing Daddy
3: Warbucks I don't know any Harry of the Connick Jr cast. That's right Harry Connick I knew was somebody No really Yeah That seems weird I, uh, to me. According <laughs> to the Macy's
0: Parade That I watched <laughs> on Thanksgiving <laughs> Yeah, Harry Connick Jr Is definitely <laughs> doing The music well, all- Harry
1: Connick Jr Is someone I, I never really Thought about very much
3: as Daddy Warbucks.
1: And we were playing down in, uh, I mean, someplace you'd expect him to be, like New Orleans or but something. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was down there at a hotel, and this guy came up and was talking to me. And uh, he's, you know, I, I really like your stuff. We talked a little bit. And then he left and came up to me again and talked to me. And finally, Glenn ran over to me and said, uh, you're talking to Harry Connick, Jr.
0: <laughs> I
1: said, Really? He said, yes. You didn't recognize him? I said, no. And so I went out and said, uh, you know, I saw him. I I saw him in another place in the hotel, and I ran after him and said, uh, oh, uh, you're Harry Connick Jr. And he said, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a conversation where, uh, have you seen that one? Wonderful... just one album of his. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> I do have that problem. <laughs> I am absolutely transparent. But, uh, there is a YouTube, uh, which is, uh, the only two people I've seen do this uh are Frank Zappa and Harry Connick Jr. Mm hmm. Uh, Harry Coddick Jr. is on his, on his show and, uh, he's playing piano and the audience is clapping on one and three. And it is so annoying to a jazz person. <laughs> and Harry, have you, have you seen this clip? No. Harry Cottick, Harry Koenig Jr. as he's playing the piano, does not even lean into it. Nothing. He puts an extra beat in one measure. There's a measure of five in one thing, and it moves them to two and four. And he just he just continues with it. Wow. And I believe he's got a band with them, too. And I think that he nods them in, and oh, they do it.
3: That's fantastic. And he,
1: he corrects the whole audience just like that, with the, just boom. That's incredible. Yeah. Yes, I would love to see that. What's that? Yes, there's a band. Yes, there's a band. Yeah. You've seen the clip? Yes. Does he comment on it? Am I wrong about not commenting on it? There's no comment. Yeah.
0: It, oh, it's just really, really great. Let me, as someone uh, with limited music capacity, thank you, Harry Connick <laughs> Jr. Yeah, I just want to feel for like fixing I'm fixing me. I feel like I'm playing along. Thank you. <laughs> there is body language, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and
1: uh, I've, I saw Zappa, and Zappa had it built in. He had a, he had a stage. He had he had a uh, he would jump in the air with a certain turn beforehand. You do a turn and then a jump. And the band would put an extra beat in. And when people were clapping along with Zappa, and he didn't like it, he would do that. The whole band would stutter step, and the whole audience would fall apart. (laughs) (laughs) So Harry Connick, as you would imagine, is doing it to make people feel good about themselves. (laughs) Zappa had a different motive. But it was amazing to see that tight Zappa band. Oh yeah, do that and lose the whole audience. It was pretty great. It's pretty great, <laughs> pretty great. But Harry Connick does it just really beautifully. Yeah, and it's a really nice thing. And then after I bumped into Harry Connick, I picked up his uh, whatever the newest record was at the time and thought uh, he's really good.
0: Yeah, he's pretty good. So yeah, he's uh, going places, that Harry Connick. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be okay.
3: <laughs> uh, but he's
1: playing Daddy Warbucks,
3: yeah, which I guess just means he's getting older, right? It means he's shaving his head. <laughs> well, he put on a bald cap. They, oh, did yeah. a, they did a professional bald cap for him. They did? Yeah.
0: You know all this. Well, I How watched the that? Macy's Day Parade. You don't oh, watch yeah. the Macy's Parade. Did oh, they run out there the lip-sync to... Yeah.
2: <laughs> they ran out and lip-sync a number,
0: right? He really sang live. I know, because he missed some notes, which is fine. But he insisted on singing live, I guess, because he did. And it was really good. Good. Nice. Yeah.
1: Give him something to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what... You're sitting on that float, right? Might yeah. as well do something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sitting on that float, might as well do something <laughs> I'm glad we got a title for this episode <laughs> Sitting on that float,
1: comma, might as well do something No, you know, uh, we we were we were asked a couple times to do the uh, Macy's Day Parade And I always kind of wanted to, but we never ended up doing it They asked you to be one of those big balloons <laughs> yes. I was going to say,
2: you have the balloons, you should just bring them
0: yeah, yeah, Penn and Teller balloons. Matt and I could do the balloons. It'd be Great. <laughs> you if, just, if, you, if you could make the giant balloons, and one could stab the other's hand and deflate it.
1: Yeah, oh, it'd be very nice. That'd be good. Be, we could be the first people to carry balloons of ourselves. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have those balloons, we could, right. we could inflate them, just carry them in the midst. That would be really funny. With a, with a, with a uh, be really nice. That's actually a good idea. Not a bad, not a bad one. Yeah. No. I've had worse ideas. Blue cheese gum. (laughs) (laughs) That was a worse idea.
2: (laughs) So what have you been doing, Goodell? (laughs) I've been traveling the world. I've been two weeks on a bus with the Lance Burton Show. You wanted to get into that this show? (laughs) Uh,
0: Magic bus.
2: (laughs) That's right. That's the one, the big purple bus of mystery.
1: Get on the bus. Get to you.
2: Get on the bus. Magic bus. <laughs> we went to uh, Greeley, Colorado, Saratoga, Wyoming, Bend, Oregon, and then back to Vegas. So you went to all imaginary places. All
1: imaginary places. Yeah. Were these all Native American casinos? No, they were not.
2: None of them were. What were they? None of them. They were all performing arts centers. And how big an audience? Uh I uh Greeley, Colorado was probably a 1500 seat theater. Wow. Uh uh Saratoga was 400. Tower Theater Bend was 400. And good audiences? Great audiences. It's been a really good tour. It was really uh the show part of it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> and we learned a huge amount about driving a bus across country through mountains now you're doing it illegally right no it's not illegal we're we are it's private you know what i mean it's not a it's not a for hire bus situation So you mean not, that any asshole can drive yeah, any a asshole bus? can buy an rv that's as big as this bus and drive it just just a regular asshole just a regular asshole Wow. That seems like there should I'm not saying there shouldn't be some tests. (laughs) Because we learned some things that we did not know and which could have killed us. And we're very close. For those
1: listening who want to buy a bus. (laughs) You want to give you my (laughs) piece,
2: my uh, professional bus advice? Yeah, please. I have two pieces. Number one, be very careful in your route planning. (laughs) 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 Don't go through the Rocky Mountains. On a bus, if
3: you can avoid
2: it. Is it hard to drive? It's it's hard to drive, and it's slow. But more importantly, and this is related to the second piece of advice, maybe read up a little bit about air brakes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because when you're driving on the road, the air brake thing is not that big a deal. But when you are in the mountains going down a hill... (laughs) Air brakes have an important feature that perhaps those of us who don't drive air brakes don't know. And that is that they will, you're releasing the air every time you put on your brakes. So there's coming a point where you have released all the air and the brakes don't work. I didn't know that. (laughs) Neither did I. (laughs) (laughs) Guess how I learned it? In a book. The fucking brakes don't work anymore. (laughs) Coasting. Pull over right here. Jesus, God, we were so lucky that there was a dirt spot right there we could pull over onto. Wow. The brakes yeah. didn't work? Brakes went out. You, you can pump air brakes enough that the air brakes no longer function. For how long? What do you mean? How long they don't function? Yeah.
3: Ten minutes? <laughs>
2: <laughs> 12 minutes. That's, yeah. like, how long that's is a long straightaway
3: you're hoping for. Yeah. Th- th- <laughs> this is stuff that licensed assholes know. Licensed assholes un- yes. un- Yeah, it's so like that's. Uh, there, we,
0: we, we, I
2: was laughing. I'm a, I'm there are no atheists on the Lance Burton bus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a bus with regular brakes, I think. I Brakey would breaks. I <laughs>
2: highly recommend regular brakes. Because that air, air brake thing, boy, that was a bit of excitement in the middle of the night. Why, would, night. You,
1: why would you have air brakes if regular brakes work?
2: Regular brakes don't work over the distances required, from my understanding, for a, uh, large trucks and buses. They, the, they, a hydraulic system is not as efficient as an air brake system. Ready, Rich. You
0: got to have something on this, yes?
2: Yeah, come sure, on, Ready, Rich. I don't. I'm sorry. Really? <laughs> all right, I'm expert. I'm, I'm positive we're <laughs> Someone wrong. Someone will call in and tell us what that answer I'm to that is. I'm positive we have this all wrong. <laughs> I thought. Well, I didn't even know this. Now, but m- apparently, bus truck truck drivers have a whole like uh, class on air brakes. Yeah,
0: that uh, perhaps we might have regular assholes that shouldn't be driving buses. Don't <laughs> yeah, have. You probably have that chapter on tape. You know, you can listen to it as <laughs> you drive. Well, I'll tell you what. Learn. As I you
2: know it now. <laughs> Were you the one driving? I was not, but I was the other one in the front seat who went pull over here. <laughs> <laughs> who was driving, <laughs> Mister Burton? Mister Burton was driving at that point. It was uh, we had a sixteen-hour drive from uh, Bend, Oregon, down to Las Vegas. Uh, what? <laughs> it, it, it. We normally would stop. We would not drive that far. But at that point, uh, a bunch of stuffs going on in my household that I really wanted to be home, and so I was pushing for us to drive through. Mm-hmm. So, so it's your fault. It's my fault. It is completely my fault. Now you. You don't stay in any hotels, just stay in no the we do stay in hotels um the the bus is is uh is really just for transportation. uh Lance is going to have uh, bunks put into it eventually. oh there's so no bunks sleep. in it right now, there are only two beds uh, uh-huh. and so that's a you know that we're they're just two single beds, so we're not spending the night in it at
0: all. Does he hate flights
1: I think he likes driving the bus and and
3: honestly you can't, you can't like driving a bus that's impossible. <laughs> I've seen a video game that proves that. (laughs) I've done the live version for
2: longer than the real one. I have driven a bus for 10 hours with a slight pull to the right. One point. (laughs) One point. One point. One point. And and we were driving at one point, and there were freeway signs that said, winds gusting 70-plus miles an hour, tip over risk. (laughs) And we're driving a bus going, I wonder if that includes us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tip over risk Yeah I think it does Oh it man It probably includes us How many people on this bus? Uh, at that point probably uh, s- At the most we ever had was seven Seven people we, Field- also have, we have a truck also With a trailer Pulling some of the stuff Not a not Do you a- count
0: Fielding's Bird As one of the people? No
2: Fielding West Fielding West Me and Lance. Um, Lance Our company manager Mike Rome Yeah um, uh, uh, Larry Mike Rome is still with Lance? Yeah Okay Yeah Mike Rome comes out And does these tours with us Um uh, uh Larry who's uh, a stagehand for Keith West and uh, sometimes two of the girls who What, are about, dancers. what about Keith West? Keith is Keith and, and Kitty are driving a separate bus. A separate truck. Keith's got a a diesel truck that pulls a trailer with all the props in. <sighs> <laughs> it, it is not an easy tour. But riding on the bus is great. It's beautiful. The windows are big we are driving through the most scenic parts of the U.S. It is fan I really like it. Even Fielding really likes it when he's awake. <laughs> <laughs> if you can wake Grandpa up to look out the windows, he's happy and in- enjoying it. It's beautiful. It's really a nice thing. It sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> the whole tour is very funny because... We started the first day, you know, we we flew on a Tuesday and had a show on Wednesday in Greeley, Colorado. Now, a couple of days later, we were to have another show in Colorado uh, at, at one of the Native American casinos, I believe. But uh, they canceled that because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up with like seven days off between shows. And rather than fly back, we drove around the Rocky Mountains. We went to Boulder, Colorado, and walked through the mall, and then went to Estes park colorado and looked around the town beautiful places and then went to uh, to saratoga wyoming uh, where-
1: were you being paid like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a day. Of course, because that is my price <laughs> for what you just described. <laughs> just in case you wanted to, if Lance asks you, there might be some zeros pe- missing. Can we get can we get <laughs> along on this?
2: Tell him that's the price. Well, you know, first of all, we got to train you about how to drive a bus. You can't just jump on this tour without driving a bus. I don't know what you're get thinking. To your shift does
1: Fielding <laughs> drive
2: too? <Mm-mm>. No. <laughs> No, Feeling thank, doesn't drive. Thank God no for little. Feeling favors. does not drive. <laughs> so, you know, we went we went to those places and then we went to Saratoga Hot Springs Resort. And uh because, because of the deal two hundred thousand dollars because day. of the deal that we had with them, we were able to stay at their resort for like four or five nights in a row. Three hundred. And they had this this gigantic pool Of 103 degree water.
1: 250.
2: Beautiful. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I loved Saratoga, Ohio. It was a great little town. Oh, because you had a gig canceled in the middle. You got to move around. Right. So we just went to the next gig and then turned out the next gig was at a hot springs resort. And so we spent, you know, all these days soaking in hot springs and riding bikes through this little tiny town. I went to every store in town and schmoozed up and bought like one thing at each store bought a chocolate or a piece of cheese or you know <laughs> it's great it was like old time small business saturday over here small business saturday we went to all these stores and bought stuff and chatted with the people it was great really
1: nice beautiful town 103 degree water the only good thing you said in that whole well,
2: time. And, and and it's 30 degrees out so your hair freezes <laughs> you sit on water your hair freezes, <laughs> dunk under, hair melts. <laughs> but <gasps> fantastic, wonderful. And then we drove from there to uh, Bend, Oregon, mm-hmm. and uh, that we broke up that day into a couple of, a couple of nights and just stayed at hotels. And, but uh, for the most part, great, other than the terror on the bus. <laughs> Any of that <laughs> appeal to you, Matt Donnelly?
0: Come uh, on, the day, uh, 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 surprise days off does. Appeal to
1: <laughs> <me>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Because If were, an actual day off, you'll obligate yourself. The shows surprise were fantastic. Surprise day off—you actually have to just kind of go like, oh. Is that's nice. That feels yeah, to that me. That was nice. Snow so, day. Uh,
3: snow day. Yeah, we yeah. Snow
2: day, and we had snow days in a hot spring. Yeah. Watching
3: Fielding nap sounds pretty good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we also had uh, little boxes of snacks that that were were we had picked and uh, drinks, and it was it was really very pleasant. Yeah, but by the way, more you know, shows really would make it better. You know? <laughs> Because you all love doing shows. We all love doing shows. And, you know, four shows over two weeks is not a really hectic schedule.
1: I'm going to, uh, next week, I'm going to fly to New York City and mm-hmm. do the view. Then I'm going to take a limo from New York City to uh, Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do shows there in a hotel. Yeah, There will be no bus driving for me whatsoever. Well what's the
2: fun of that? Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm not <laughs> going to try to drive a bus with the wear brakes.
2: What what skills will you learn?
1: Uh, it, maybe none.
2: Maybe that's okay. That was Bed Sunday school.
1: Cha cha cha. You become naked. Yeah, I don't know about this bus thing. <laughs> you know, we never went through a bus phase. You did have a car phase. Yeah. Would the
2: bus have been more comfortable?
1: Yeah, maybe. But that was I like you. Know, I guess you bus and then hotels. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I, we were sleeping in the bus. Oh Jesus! <laughs> that was you know we
0: love you you have someone to thank there? I was so uncomfortable about bus sleeping that I (laughs) didn't get my thank yous. I want to thank the following people who support us at patreon.com slash pen. Fantastic people like Kelly Reeves, Michael Kaplan, Jesse Miller, Alexander Hoffman, Michael Howard, Danny Olwine, Julian Webb, Stephen Volcano, Jim the 22-year naked magician, Scooped Mids, and Paul McBride.
2: Thank you.